Welcome to The Traeger Files. I'm your host, Richard Mack, and tonight's episode, I have two very interesting guests. I have Madalena Ferreira, who is the co-founder and partner of Mind Your Body and Traeger Practitioner, and Madalena is also the chair of the uh, upcoming Traeger Conference being held in Maryland. Hello, Madalena. Hello, Richard. How are you tonight? I'm doing well. Thank Great. you for coming. And along with us, we have a very special guest, Dr. Nancy Carter. And Dr. Nancy Carter is a panelist that will be speaking in Pearlstone at the Traeger Conference. Hello, Nancy. How are you doing? I'm well. Thanks for having me. Ah, uh, pleasure. So I thought this would be a great opportunity to kind of get a little bit of a prelude to what this conference panel is going to be about. So I'll start with you, Madalena. Um, tell me a little bit about the conference and the panel and what you're trying to get across at this particular panel discussion. Well, I'm really excited because the panelists are people that I see as pioneers in the field of mind-body medicine. And I think that the time has really come that people, the public, want to have more personal control over their health and their well-being and not necessarily have to take medicines or do things like that. They want to do things that they can do for themselves. So the work that we do as Traeger practitioners and the work that these three panelists will do and talk about and bring to the conversation are going to be empowering for people to take control of their own health. And Dr. Carter, how do you prefer being called? Dr. Carter, Nancy, uh, Dr. Nancy Carter? or uh, um, Nancy is great. Nancy Just is great. Don't call me late for dinner. <laughs> Sorry, you can take that out, right? So welcome. And Thank you so much. It's great to be here with both of you. Tell us a little bit about yourself, uh, Nancy, your background and uh, your studying and what you specialize in. Sure. Um, so from a medical perspective, uh, my board certification, if you will, is in um, physical medicine and rehabilitation and, uh, and also in integrative medicine. So those are two separate but intersecting fields of study. But also um, I've studied a number of other things like acupuncture, nutrition, functional medicine, um, and a lot of movement as well um, because I have a, a background in dance, which is how I know Traeger. Uh, you, Madalena, you're hosting this panel, are you not? You're the moderator? I'll be moderating, yeah. You have a couple of questions that you'd like to put out there? and Actually, Nancy, if you would talk a little bit about functional medicine and what that actually means. Sure. Uh, functional medicine is a, an approach to health that looks at the entire organism uh, as opposed to the way that um, conventional medicine right now looks at the body is sort of um, as a number of parallel systems. So we have a GI system, a nervous system, a circulatory system, um, a musculoskeletal system. And while we acknowledge that they talk to each other, it's um, still seen in this um, almost kind of siloed way. Um, and functional medicine sees the person uh, as more like a web of um, 
intersecting and interdependent aspects to one's physiology. It is very physiologically based. Um, and in philosophy, it seeks not as much to decrease symptomatology, although it does do that. It looks to discover where are imbalances in some of our um, essential functions or systems in the body, and how can I help the body correct itself? So there's that, you know, a couple underlying fundamental beliefs. One, in the in the the body or the organism's ability to self-correct, and the interdependence of of our you know different physiologic systems. Um, and also in the fundamental healing capacity of um, of one's lifestyle, nutrition, relationships. Um, it's a more holistic approach. Oh, absolutely. I should have said that. <laughs> Maybe I could have made it easier. <laughs> How do you come to that approach when you start in a very typical allopathic kind of a program? Well, um, it's not difficult because although we learn a lot of wonderful things about how the body works, um, once you get into practice, you quickly see a couple of things. Um, the mind and the body are not separate. Um, that's number one. Number two, um, when the person that you're working with is not fundamentally involved in the process, in other words, when you, the quote-unquote healer, are looked upon as the person who creates the wellness, it really doesn't work. So really, it's um, you, you, you realize quickly that you have to be in partnership. Uh, and the importance and great value of these fundamental contributors to wellness our movement, our thoughts, our nutrition, our relationships, our surroundings, all of those really contribute to health um, much more than medications or procedures. In fact, the CDC, if I can get a little, a little um, you know, spew out a few statistics, the CDC um, has shown us that in a report entitled... Um, I think it was called Healthy People 2020. I can check on that for you. If you look at what contributes to health, the great contributors to health, medical care is only about 10%. Lifestyle contributes 30 to 40%. And so why, you know, it wouldn't be important to, um, to look at one's lifestyle um, as, a, as a, you know, as a healer. Mm, right. um, and by and I include in that I include a, a sort of that's sort of a broad um, net, if you will, that holds um, not just you know sort of nutrition, stress reduction, movement, but also one's relationships, one's surroundings, um, Attitude, you know, having something meaningful, um, to, you know, to um, to do in one's life, you know, a life with meaning, all of those things. There's 
a lot of current awareness and understanding about the benefit of positive attitude, outlook, state of mind, all of that plays a big role in people's well-being and the healing process, right? Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. So I see you as a real pioneer because our relationship goes back quite a number of years Mm -hmm. and you were really um, way ahead of your time in creating the Mind Body Center at Marstown Memorial Hospital in New Jersey, if I may connect you there and and talk about that. Um, Just kind of curious if you share a little bit about that experience of creating an integrative center at a time maybe when medicine wasn't super open to that and you had this belief and this knowing. Sure. Um, Actually, um, well, thank you for the compliment, but I I didn't create that mind-body center. I was their first medical director, though, and that was an outgrowth of um, Herbert Benson's, um, the first mind-body center, which was in Boston. And um, this was a, a branch of that, if you will. Um, the other, the, the, it was the second one. The first one was in, um, at University of Texas in, um, uh, in, in Houston. And now I think it's overseen by the MD Anderson um, Cancer Center. Anyway, so um, so it comes from that tradition from Herbert Benson, who coined the term relaxation response, and uh, it's it started as what we call a mind body center where um, patients learned about stress reduction and you know the importance of stress reduction and a little bit about lifestyle too. I mean that was a radical concept at the time. Imagine that reducing stress will improve your your health and your medical conditions, and out of that we. Um, added a number of different modalities, uh, among them uh, Traeger, um, different types of body work, um, nutritional approaches, functional medicine, uh, acupuncture, and Chinese medicine. And so... And you became an acupuncturist at that point, right? I did. Yeah, I did. And so, well, you know, I mean, you quickly learn. We all learn. All of us medical um, uh, practitioners um, quickly learn that there is a limit. There is a limit to the the modalities that we're taught in medical school. And right now, m- medical school in um, it, you know in in the Western Hemisphere is very much dominated by pharmaceuticals and procedural approaches. And they have their limits. We learn that fairly quickly. And here's this entire array, it's really a different world to to many people that can, for lack of a better term, fill in the gaps. And so the the non-conventional and the conventional approaches really fill in the gaps for each other. Another thing that, you know, it's sort of um, what we know as allopathic medicine, the approach to medicine that we that's termed allopathic medicine was really designed more around acute care so you know when you need to lower somebody's blood pressure very very quickly sure give us those medications if somebody's bone is broken absolutely you need surgery um but you know we have left um, infection behind as a major cause of death. Um, 
mostly what we spend, we spend about 75% of our, we spend, let's see, about 18% of our gross national product on healthcare. 75% of that 18% is spent on chronic diseases. And many of the, um, the modalities that we're, you and I are discussing right now um, are much more effective for uh, management and eventually cure, in many cases, for chronic diseases. So, Nancy, you have a great background in bringing holistic medicine to an allopathic format, and I want to really draw on that. In your participation in our conference, how can an organization like the Traeger Approach organization get their work out into the world, get it to the population that really needs it, which is people that have experienced trauma, that live with chronic stress, that live with chronic illness. And I know that these are areas that you're experienced in and an expert in. So I welcome what you have to say about any of that. Sure. Well, uh, let me say first that I've spent most of my career trying to bring these worlds together. And it, it, it may have been evident to me initially, um, but now I think it's evident to um, much of main, what I call mainstream medicine that we need to put more health in healthcare. And we don't really achieve health. You know, health is not just the absence of dis- disease. You know, that the, the WHO, World Health Organization, definition for health is, is, is clearly states that health is not just the absence of disease, but the presence of vitality in one's life. And so right now, the way healthcare is set up, it's set up to pay a lot more attention to disease than it does to health. And that, that's just the way it's set up. Um, so if we want true health care, we need to um, take an approach that actually not only banishes disease or, or um, rids us of disease, but that encourages health. They're really two different things. Um, the, another point that I want to make is that our um, that allopathic medicine um, which is very effective medicine. Don't get me wrong. It's very effective medicine, but it's most effective in m- more acute care settings. That's what it was designed around. And as we have uh, cured a lot of um, major diseases, um, you know, infection is no longer the number one cause of death. It, it, it once was. Um, we now have what some people call the diseases of civilization, chronic diseases that people are living with. And that is where really many of the uh, the more what we call complementary or integrative approaches shine because they help us live our lives better and they're based on this the belief in the vitality, um, the basic vitality of the human organism. And so... Um, you know, whether it be nutrition or movement uh, or, um, or body work or, um, you know, mind-body approaches, um, they all are based on this one central tenet that, that we are born with a self-healing capacity uh, or vitality. And each one of those approach- approaches in its own different way 
um, seeks to help the you know the person return to that um, that vitality or that ability to self-heal. That homeostasis would be a medical term that we use mm-hmm. for that ability to self-heal and self-correct. So in the Traeger approach work that we do, the movement aspect is a vital part of it, but there's also this fundamental state of present awareness. It's a heightened state. Milton called it hookup. And it's really access to the field, the unbounded field of consciousness. Do you see that playing a role in the holistic modalities that you integrate into your work as a medical doctor? Absolutely. When you talk about um, connecting into that sort of universal knowledge or mind or field, um, I equate that um, roughly with you know the the um, the 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 meditative mind mm-hmm. um, and the the concept of mindfulness or being here, being right here right now. And the reason I bring that up is because there have been a lot of studies looking at what mindfulness and meditation do uh, for one's health. Um, one of the special things about Traeger, to me, is that it is not just something that is done to the, the, the patient or the recipient. It is a, like you said, it's a state of mind that is communicated through the presence of another person who is connected. Um, mindfulness, when, when um, patients are learning mindfulness, I have a fair amount of experience with that. It's the very, you know, we talk about that. It's the very same thing. It's not just about learning an exercise, but it's also being in the presence of a person, that healing presence, that therapeutic presence of a person who is present, you know? So connecting to that presentness and then learning to take it on oneself. In addition, Traeger has a movement component, which, again, um, connecting to concepts and research that I'm familiar with, I believe that it helps reset um, the neuromuscular system so that it can uh, more easily and readily be in that present state. And then going further, it connects that to movement. So it has all of these components which are, believe me when I say, they are badly needed right now in the allopathic world. You work with a population of people that have experienced a lot of stress and trauma. You work primarily with veterans at this point, right? Correct. And I know you've mentioned that your program incorporates a lot of non-allopathic practices Correct. To work with yes. these. Mm-hmm. You want to talk a little bit about what your menu of offerings is? Sure. Um, more than a menu, though, I, I would like to use the term system because we do um, have a system that 
does something that what we call empowering and equipping. So it empowers veterans to understand that they actually are the their their own best healers. You know that concept isn't really out there in allopathic medicine. So it empowers them to understand that that they own this native vitality that they're born with and that when we pay attention to it and take care of it, they can live a better life. They can live a healthier life. And so once you empower somebody, you also have to give them the tools. Um, And the tools are good habits or healthy habits, habits that contribute to one's vitality so that one can live the life that one wants to live. And so those tools include um, mindful movement, and they include uh, nutrition tools, um, tools to help people have better relationships with themselves and with others, tools to help reduce stress, uh, tools to help with um, changing one's surroundings, um, or understanding uh, what, um, what surroundings are helpful and what surroundings are not. Um, and also tools that help one ask, what do I want out of life? And how do I want to go about getting it? So we call this the whole health system. And um, it has three components. What we call the pathway, where we, eat, where we empower veterans um, teach them that there is um, that they have this um, this vital um, fo- force within them, if you want to say, or they have this vitality that they can cultivate. That and then we um, we have another component called well-being, where we teach those tools, and those are that's for people who are already well and want to maintain their wellness or achieve a greater level of wellness or those who are not well right now but would like to become well and then the third component is called clinical care and that is the you know the the wonderful clinical care that they already receive but within that whole health context so maybe the uh, the physician or provider will recommend a non-pharmacologic modality before they use the pharmaceuticals or alongside. So they are versed in um, in uh, non-pharmacologic therapies so that they, they may not do them themselves, but they know how to refer to them. And yes, um, we more and more uh, VA has those modalities available. That sounds wonderful. One of the things that you're really expert at is bringing this kind of work out into the world. And um, that's what the Traeger organization needs. We need to get our work out into the world. <laughs> so, um, yes, I, I guess, you know, much of my career has been acting as a bridge between um, this world of, that you and I know, Madalena, that is full of um, approaches that encourage vitality um, as well as the world that I was educated in, which is all about, uh, which is more focused on diseases and ameliorating 
diseases and symptoms. And so there's a couple of things, you know, you need to be bilingual, I guess. And the language that the allopathic world speaks is um, about research, about evidence base. And so I always encourage people, you know, when they want to be more part of the medical mainstream is try and get the research out there. Even if they're small studies, there's examples of how, um, you know, various organizations have sort of helped themselves get into the mainstream. Uh, massage therapy is a good example. So there's research with massage therapy that ranges all the way from anxiety and depression to osteoarthritis of the knee. And I think that would be one thing that the trigger organization could do. And there's, there's lots of ways to think about how to do that. The other is uh, economics, showing that, uh, that using Traeger would be um, in some way an improvement over the approaches that we're taking now. So either it could be um, less expensive um, or it could be safer with less risk involved than a comparable treatment. Those are very practical examples, but that is the language that uh, that my other people speak, that, that's <laughs> if you will. <laughs> really helpful. Really some things to think about there. Mm -hmm. I'm super excited for you to participate in the conference. I'm really excited about the conference. Me too. And I'm really grateful for your time tonight. So I'm going to just turn it back over to Rick. So I want to thank you both for this lovely conversation. Thank um, you. We talked about a lot of things, and um, I think there's a lot that will come out of this. So Nancy, Dr. Carter, thank you very much for your time. And Madalena, thank you very much for your time. Thank you both. It was great to be with you. MYB Cast is produced and engineered by Mitch Lieber, recorded at Beef Machine Studios. MYB Cast is sponsored by Mind Your Body, a somatic movement therapy, yoga therapy, and meditation clinic located in Cedar Grove, New Jersey. Mind Your Body specializes in the Traeger approach. For more information, contact us at mindyourbody.us or visit the Traeger website, traegerapproach.us.